0: By validating those feelings first, you're more apt to change them. So, of course, if, you, if you're if you feeling a little anxious first, you, you want to feel more relaxed, then you're going to want to match your mood to the music that you're listening to because music preference is key. Gifted by area businessman Henry Stamball, the doors to Stanball Auditorium opened in 1926, to become a place of enjoyment, entertainment, and education for the people of Youngstown and surrounding areas. These are the stories, performances, and conversations of artists and supporters of this historic landmark. This is the 1926 Podcast.
1: Welcome to Stamb Auditorium, not your first visit here, but welcome again, and thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me today. Um, Could you just introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. So my name is Allie St.
0: George, and I've been a board-certified music therapist since about 2016. And right now I work out in Niles at a group called ARIS Therapy Group. Um, They are an autism scholarship provider, so I work a lot with mostly children and adolescents um, on the autism spectrum. Um, So I have the opportunity to work with amazing speech therapists, occupational therapists, physical behavior therapists, as well as doing a lot of social skills groups for the kiddos out there. Um, I am born and raised here in Youngstown, Ohio, So it's good to be back. Like you said, my Stambaugh auditorium stomping ground. I had my graduation here from high school. Um, I went on to do my undergrad at Walsh University in Canton, Ohio, so just about an hour away from here, where I studied clinical and community psychology. But I've always had a passion for music and the arts. Um, and that led me to really stumble upon music therapy because it's such a growing field, especially in terms of research. So I actually shadowed a music therapist up there, and from the moment I shadowed her, I thought this is what I'm meant to do, and I never really looked back. So I went on to get my master's at Lesley University in Cambridge, Massachusetts, um, where there I studied music therapy, and I was able to learn about the other modalities, too, such as art, drama, dance, and all the expressive therapies. And after grad school, I moved back to Youngstown to take my board exam for music therapy, and I've been with ARIS with ever since.
1: That sounds wonderful. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, so what exactly is music therapy?
0: So this is a really big question because it's kind of a mouthful as a definition. It's the clinical and evidence-based use of music interventions to accomplish individualized goals within a therapeutic relationship by a board-certified music therapist. So to become a music therapist, you must hold a bachelor's degree or higher in music therapy. From There's about 80 different AMTA, and that's the American Music Therapy Association approved um, college and university program. So in addition to that academic coursework, you also hold competencies in piano, guitar, voice, percussion. And you must complete about 1,200 hours, depending on your curriculum, with a supervised internship um, and then the graduate degrees in music therapy focus on advanced clinical practice and research. So once you are um, once you do complete your degree, you are eligible to sit for the board certified exam, which makes you become that necess- it's a necessary piece for you to become a practicing professional. Um, so again, a big mouthful. So my <laughs> quick elevator pitch for music therapy is music therapists, we essentially use music for therapeutic goals. So those goals can be, around memory and attention, speech and language, and even motor goals um, as well. There's so many things that we can address within SIT therapy. So I always like to say there is a difference between music as therapy and music in therapy. Okay. Certainly, we all know that music is very therapeutic in and mm-hmm. of itself. Um, but unless there is that music therape- therapist present and you are in that therapeutic um, setting, then it's not considered music therapy.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. So what types of um, symptoms or conditions can music therapy help alleviate? I know you're saying, um, you know, for different behavioral um, issues, but, you know, what, what symptoms and conditions can...
0: So there has been such a growing body of research that shows how music therapy can be beneficial to addressing a wide variety of things Um, and that has really come through the neuroscience research of music in the brain Mm -hmm. and how a brain that is engaged in music is changed by music whether that is through music listening or music making. Um, As music therapists, our job is really to be the stimulus agents of music. So we are striving to understand how music can influence and change non-musical brain and behavior functioning. So again, some of those things that we like to address are memory, attention, language, executive functioning, even motor control, and of course, the expression of emotions.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, So who exactly can benefit from music therapy? I know that you said that you work with children a lot, mm-hmm. but um, is it is it typically in like formative years that it's more beneficial or can it be used for, um, say like, Um, an older life care. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So Mm -hmm.
0: what's really great music therapy can be beneficial for really any stage of life. Mm -hmm. There are some music therapists that work in the NICU while others work in the end of life care. Some work in psychiatric facilities or hospitals while some work at schools. So a few other populations that music therapy have really worked with and really have researched with would be Parkinson's, um, Alzheimer's, dementia, anxiety, depression, um, even going into pain management and working with traumatic brain injury. So just really a wide age range, um, just looking at different things that music therapy can really focus on because there's so many different things that it can target and work with.
1: Okay, okay. Um, So what exactly can an individual expect from a music therapy session?
0: So in a music therapy session we always meet the client where they're at. We assess the needs and strengths of each client and it's also important to note that you don't need to be musical to benefit from music therapy. It's the music therapist's job to use their musicianship skills in a therapeutic way to facilitate these interventions. So just like other therapies we do assessments to develop goals and objectives, collect data during each session to track the growth of each reaching these goals and objectives. Mm -hmm. Um, So based on the individual's needs, each session can look different. That also looks a lot lot different from the music therapist background, there's a lot of different things that follow fall under the music therapy umbrella. Some of them are neurologic music therapy, Nordoff Robbins. There's guided imagery and music. So, depending on where the music therapist comes from and their training and their scope of practice, that could really change the look of what a therapy session looks hmm. like. And of course, again, like you said, the age range. What you do mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, a three-year-old is going to look a lot different than what you do with, say, a sixty-year-old. Right.
1: Right. Okay. Um, Also with that, um, do do you ever come across somebody, like you say, you don't have to necessarily be musical Mm -hmm. to benefit from it. Have you ever come across a student that at first was skeptical or um, backwards over over the the methods? Yeah,
0: absolutely. A couple times, you know, because they're... Music contains so many elements, mm-hmm. whether it be the timbre of the music or the, you know, the loudness of it, that it could be sensitive. And mm-hmm. some people are, are more adverse to those things. Mm-hmm. So that's when we have to think, well, what, what really is activating these behaviors? And what part of the music is causing something to maybe have an aversion? Um, so that's when, as being the music stimulus agent, we have to strip back those different layers of music, maybe take it down to rhythm. Maybe take it down to just voice and kind of add in those layers so that, you know, music is everywhere. So right. if someone has that aversion to it, it's our job to figure out why and to make it better because you really want to give them the best well-being that they can.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so also, like you're saying, adding the different layers mm-hmm. and, and you're working with children or um, anyone really on the autism spectrum. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I know of, you know, a lot of um, students on the spectrum that have that kind of, um, I wouldn't say fear, but kind Mm -hmm. of fear Mm -hmm. of music and loud noises. And have you had a student that you could work through those issues, like that fear of loud noises by um, Mm -hmm. slowly... Yes, absolutely.
0: Slowly introducing Mm -hmm. different things. And and what's really helpful with that is that active music making piece. Because for them, so much is out of their control. So to give them the opportunity to have control over something, Mm -hmm. whether if that's beating a really loud drum, maybe at first you're the person that's doing it and you're making it a really soft vibration. Because those vibrations are really a part of that fearfulness too. Um, So I think that's a really big thing is is having them overcome those fears, whether mm-hmm. if it's because of loudness, whether it's because of different elements in the music. That I've definitely see a lot of success working working with that.
1: Oh, that's great. That's absolutely mm-hmm. great. Um, and you did mention that music therapy can be a treatment for stress and anxiety, mm-hmm. um, whether that be in adults or adolescents. Sure. And I know that there's probably a lot of students right now going through a lot of mm-hmm. changes in stress and anxiety and, I mean, adults as well with the current state that we're in in a um, worldwide pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that music therapy could be a good treatment for these individuals feeling this out-of-norm mm-hmm. situation? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think that... You know, this is certainly a time where stress is being felt by so many Mm -hmm. and music therapy can definitely provide tools to those who need help with their mental health. Um, Because of COVID, so many music therapists and healthcare providers alike had to push towards more of a teletherapy model, um, running sessions on different platforms like Zoom um, to make sure that those services are still accessible in times where it's important to keep that social distance and safety for everyone. Um, The American Music Therapy Association website has a lot of great resources um, to go on for those who might want to reach out to a music therapist at this time.
1: Okay, that's great. And, I mean, do you have any personal kinds of, um, not necessarily tips, Mm -hmm. but strategies, like a jumping off point of where to start? I know you mentioned the website, Mm -hmm. but anywhere to start... If you're sure. feeling this stress and anxiety of what you can start to do or where you can mm-hmm. look and sure. search for this.
0: So one thing that comes to mind is one of the basic principle principles of music therapy, which is called the ISO principle, which essentially means matching your mood to the music that you listen to. So if you feel sad, you're going to listen to something more slow and, and vice versa, if you're feeling more excited and anxious. Um, and what that principle really states is that it's by valid, validating those feelings 1st your more apt to change them. So of course, if you, if you're feeling a little anxious first, you, you want to feel more relaxed, then you're going to want to match your mood to the music that you're listening to because music preference is key. Um, so going back, back to circle back around with my music as therapy, I think it's really important to, to use music as therapy because it is something that's accessible for everyone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of research that's, um, listening, that regards to consistently listening to your preferred type of music, um, which increases that release of dopamine, that feel-good neurotransmitter um, that plays an important role in your cognition, emotional behavior functioning. So my tips would probably simply be just music listening and just really leaving it up to the power of music that it can all provide to us.
1: That's great. Well, once again, thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me and giving me all of your great information. And can you once again just tell us um, where you work just so our sure, listeners can absolutely. Look, look up some yes. more information? So
0: I work at Aris Therapy Group, and mm-hmm. um, that is spelled A. R-I-S, and they are located out in Niles, but they do services all throughout Trumbull, Mahoning, even further counties all across Ohio. They're a wonderful organization. Um, You can find them on the website or their Facebook page, too. So I really appreciate you having me today, and I love talking about music therapy, so I hope our listeners enjoyed it as well.
1: All right, well, thank you. Thank you.